You want to open the show, Jacob? You want to be the... Oh, we watched uh, Spaceballs the other night. Like, since it was the 30th anniversary it still of keep? Spaceballs. Oh, of course, dude. No, I've watched thing, it several though. I times loved it. over the past couple of years. It was my first show. It was my first uh, Mel Brooks, and I loved it to death. But then you see his good Mel Brooks, and it's not that great. That and I... Uh, oh, no. But no, see, that I, I would say that I'm... I would agree to an extent, like the older Mel Brooks, I appreciate more now as I'm older than what I did whenever I was younger. Whereas, like, Spaceballs, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, those are all kind of like cheap laughs, spoofers. Oh, oh, I'm going on when I was 12 and when I was 15, Jake. (laughs) There's a three-year difference. I mean, as in, I mean, just objectively. I mean, he even said it himself. uh, The best parodies are when you're talking about something you love. You can tell he made Spaceballs because Star Wars was popular. You can tell he made Robin Hood Men in Tights to make fun of, uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, Who Um, directed it? Ridley Scott. To make fun of Ridley Scott. All right. Dracula Dead and Loving It. Maybe he was on Coke. I don't know. That movie was terrible. But he loved Hitchcock movies, which is why High Anxiety is so fucking good. Also, it has that amazing show tune in it. freaking love that high anxiety the actual song i yeah. love to death uh and yeah so he if he does off the movies that he loves the the genres he loves the things that he loves it is so beautiful but it he it seems like he made those to make those i love i love space balls always will but it cannot hold a candle to good mel brooks in my opinion at all okay would you say good mel brooks or peak mel brooks Good Mel Brooks. Because I, I would argue that Spaceballs and Robin Hood are still good. Is still good Mel Brooks, but it's just a different type of Mel Brooks. Dracula Dead and Loving It is shit. No, no, no. That is, we're taking but, that. We're taking that so far off the table. We're gonna take it off the table. We're gonna throw it down the fucking hill and burn it once it lands. Okay. All right. We. We will shoot it and leave it for dead. Dracula Dead and Loving It is so far removed from this conversation, man. It's true. It is, it is on a better podcast. That is how far removed from this conversation it is. <laughs> it is on Game of Owns. All right, tune into this uh, this week's episode of Game of Owns. They're going to be talking about Dracula Dead and Loving It because it's so far fucking removed from this conversation. Nice Game of Owns pull, Bob. I could barely remember the name of any podcast. I love listen. that podcast. Good pull. Ethan um, Endel. But, no, we were going to watch it, and then Kellen and his wife, Heather, from Upward Bound Days, Kellen was... I d- Jake, I most likely will never remember them, no, so don't worry won't. about it. But, anyway, bit. they actually were driving through. They stayed over by the airport, and uh, which I hadn't seen them probably since, like, my last summer or something like that during Upward Bound. They have kids now and everything else, so it was kind of cool. We went to Cafe Rio and just kind of hung out with them and, you know, um, that kind of thing. But we were going to watch Spaceballs that day. But since we did that, we just ended up watching it the next night. So, of course, that that movie, though, holds a scene that really helped me pull, like, an A in my um, film and culture class. Which which part? Let me, let me give you some background here. So, we had to do a social theme from a movie, right? Choose a scene. We got to choose the, the social theme. Right? And on top of the social theme, we got to choose the scene of the movie. So I was like, fuck, dude. I was like, there's so many different possibilities. So what did I do? 
I chose the scene where he's playing with his dolls about how it's um how it's automatically assuming that males are should not uh, should not play with dolls because they're males and not females and that only females can play with dolls because where he's doing his whole thing counterpoint with, Jake what they were action figures <laughs> <laughs> no I did not see you playing with your dolls again but no that scene I totally did like, nice I brought up that scene from uh, on YouTube put it up on the projector and I'm standing there giggling because I'm kind of being a smart ass with this whole. Um, with this thing, you know, because there is, there's a lot of social, you, you can take any sort of social meaning from any number of scenes. And for whatever reason, I chose the doll scene from Spaceballs. I'm like, hey, look, he's supposed to be this big, huge, powerful guy within the galaxy. And even he's not allowed to play with his dolls in peace. And he's judged for playing with also, his dolls. Also, his whole character is the fact that he's supposed to be this big badass of the galaxy. But in actuality, he's Richard Moranis wearing a tie and dickies. Like in, in freaking underoos. Jewish princesses are often <laughs> drew, are drawn toward money. And power, and I have both. Also, a fun little uh, compendium argument. Why is it considered such a so- such a social stigma for men to play with Barbies and Kens, but perfectly fine for having them to- having two big, muscly men ramming up against each other over and over it with their toys? It's perfectly fine for them to play with action figures, which are just two burly men smacking each other with their fleshy bits, but not okay for uh, having. A heteronormative couple interact with each other. That is fucking weird. That is really fucking weird. Or hypocritical. Yeah, it's always hypocritical, but no, just the concept. The hypocrisy is the weirdness of it, Jake. It's true. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Brothers Quirrell. That's Jake. That's Bob. And that was a weird start, (laughs) y'all. All right, Jake, you said you had something to start us out with. What you got? Okay, so I've been thinking, and I can't remember if you mentioned it on Facebook or not, or if it was somebody Fuck else, if I know. or if it was somebody else. But um, there was a um, what was it like? I'd seen an article where it's like, you know, should there? What was it? Was it should there be an all male cast of a? No, it was should there be an all female cast of a specific movie? And I can't remember what movie it was. Great start. Um, yeah, well, whatever. I'm not going to go back through Facebook to try to find it. It's the crux of your talking point. <laughs> it is. Anyway, but, and you, it might have been you that replied that, um, I know. that, you know, how would females feel if, uh, if men remade a movie like Still Magnolias and put all men? Uh, if I did that, I was drinking wine, Jacob. Oh, speaking of me drinking wine, get this. All right, so I was having a day where I just I just wanted some wine, and we happened to have a bottle. So I was just kicking back with it. And since I'm on that couch, that couch has no uh, end table of any right. worth. So I did what any uh, ingenuitive hillbilly would do. I took off my shoe, I put it on the couch, and I used my shoe as a cup holder. Well done. <laughs> I do. It's stabilizing. I do. Yes, it was. It worked perfectly. So... Here's the thought of what was just happening. I was sitting down watching Freakazoid, as one does, drinking drinking wine wine from a shoe. (laughs) That was being... Hey, don't give box wine shit. Box wine is good, but you're told it's bad because it's not sophisticated. Fuck sophistication. I want stuff that tastes good. 
I don't give a shit if it gets me drunk or not, as long as it, uh, tasting good is the main point of anything. Always. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so okay. <laughs> I thought that it would be fun on the fly to make you cast the Ooh. the male version of Steel Magnolias. Now, oh, I let me give you a refresher of the female parts. I know I don't think I've ever. Seen I don't. I've either. never seen Steel Magnolia. I don't think I have either. It, I think so. I think that's the one where Julia Roberts like gets like fucking cancer and dies or something like at the end. I forget. Okay, <laughs> um, but here's the fun part. I'm gonna give you the actresses. All right, the the primary actresses, and we're gonna cast. Now we we don't even know what the roles are because we've never seen the movie. Okay, this will work good. Okay, I just pulled it up on. Okay, so. These the six primary female characters we're going to cast. We're going to find the male version of that actress, and they're going and that male will then play the part of that. Okay. Okay. All right. So the first actress, first name, she has top billing here on the movie is Sally Field. Sally Field. Let's see. America's sweetheart kind of gal. Yeah, I always had a crush on Sally Field. Honestly, just for uh, just for just because those two are always linked in my head, I'm going with Burt Reynolds. He's not as he's not as uh, sophisticated, genuine <laughs> as you can think of Sally Fields, of Miss Sandra Fields. Uh, but nah, yeah, Burt Reynolds up there. Hey, okay. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to ASMR someone there. Second billing here. Surprise, Dolly Parton. This one I've thought about. Garth Brooks, just to keep it in, in keeping. No 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 no, 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 Chris Gaines. <laughs> no, actually, I submit to you two pieces of evidence. If you're going to say two what I think you are, I'm going to hug you. Which what? one? No, 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 continue, continue. Okay, Tim McGraw, because he's been in a few movies like Dolly Parton. Okay, he's been in a few movies. Please say what I think you're going to say. All dramas. Please say what right? I think you're going to say. Two... Bon Jovi. Damn. No, you know what I was going to think you were going to say? What? Islands in the Stream. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. (laughs) No, think about it. No, Chris Christopherson. No, you can't because Chris Christopherson usually would be the... If there's a a lady bum in this movie, that's Chris Christopherson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you say Chris Gaines? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Chris Gaines is Dolly Parton. All right, this one... There's a couple on here that's gonna. This one's gonna be one of the two toughies. Shirley McLean. Oh no, that one's simple. Michael Caine. Once I saw Shirley McLean, it's like, yeah, Michael Caine. Think about it. A character who just the moment you see them in something, you love watching them in something because they're just them. Like, yeah, I'm going with Michael Caine. Okay, Daryl Hannah. Also, Ooh. think of the level of. Of popularity they had also yeah. in the early nineties because Daryl see. Hannah, Daryl Hannah was she wasn't exactly a lister. She'd be like in between A and B. She'd done like Splash no, and she, uh, she was always a little under the radar behind the Spank Bank. All right. So oh god! But here's version. also the thing, Jake Tufting. You can't think of Daryl Hannah without thinking of the word Tufting. I can. High spirits. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of it like without 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 linking her with the goots. All right, so that right there. But honestly, if we're going by sheer uh, 
midway acting. She was always so sex sexy, appeal. Though. Between A and B, I'll go B with one level. of the Hemsworth, the lesser oh, known Hemsworth, the Liam, Liam, Liam Hemsworth? yeah, the lesser known Hemsworth. Nice for bone pull. structure, appeal, like ba- mainly there for physical appeal. <clears throat> Spank bank material. Honestly, a bit of me was wanting to say Dylan McDermott because he's also in this movie and uh, he looks is, like the, is, the male. Yeah, he, he, play, he marries uh, Julia Roberts. <laughs> Dylan oh. McDermott does. But we can also cast the Tom Skerritt and Dylan McDermott. I literally don't remember who Tom Skerritt is. Um, I saw a picture. I think he's Sally Field's husband. Why does some lady have a doll? I don't know. God, this movie's okay. weird. This one may be the most difficult. Olympia Dukakis. You could say fuck the trans and do uh, Hella Mirren. But if we're going full male, uh, let's let's see. Older fuckable male. I'd say Alan Rickman if he was still alive. Here. Damn, she's 86? Shit. Hmm. Um, how about Sir Anthony Hopkins? No. He's in too much crap. And I mean that in the actual pejorative. He is in way too much shitty so movies. Was 25 years ago, so she would have been like 61. So what about Kenneth Branagh? Yeah. Older, Old fuckable male, male yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last but not least, Julia Roberts. Crispin Glover. Just because of the mouth. There's got to be an appeal there somewhere, but I don't see what it is. Now remember, this is 92. This is like hot off the heels of... Pretty woman and... No, no, I'm going to... Because there must be an appeal there somewhere because they keep getting casted. But I can't see, see what could, it is. You could say the same thing about Adam Driver, though, because I'm like, he Only is... thing is, I don't know who the fuck Adam Driver is. Kylo Ren. Okay, there you go. I, I so <laughs> don't know who he is. I already fucking forgot. Dude, he... I don't I, know if I'm that's so, in the fucking pre-sizzle. Dude, he, has, he has chick lips so Because I think I deleted that part. That was part of the, the sound test. His lips are way too puffy for a for a male. For for a human. <laughs> well, the only human that should have lips like that is the incredible Mr. Limpet. After he transformed and fucked a fish lady. That's right. Let's see, so you had Burt Reynolds for Sally Field, so who would you cast as a wife for Burt Reynolds? Sally Fields. Just give it a nice little flip. <laughs> Okay, I will override that one. It can't be Sally Field. Okay. Dom DeLuise. He's sighed, but he's smiling. <laughs> okay, fine. The monkey from Every Which Way But Loose. I'm sorry. I'm, an, I'm on an old comedy kick right now. <laughs> no, the Dom DeLuise is actually pretty funny, but... So who would be the one that Love marries, knows no gender. That, that marries Crispin Glover. Don't say Leah Thompson. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That Dude, that Leah is Thompson. we are horrible. We are horrible trash people of uh you know dick people. But seriously, even Howard the Duck couldn't ruin that lady. It's true. Ah damn. Anyway, how about them dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Who would be the main romantic? Opposite. Hmm. The heroine in the rule sixty-three. I think that's what gender swap is. Uh, see, there's sixty-three or sixty-four. I can't remember. Let's see, who could it be now? 
Who could it be now? Who could it be walking at my door? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, who was that? Min. I. Uh, no, it's uh. Minute work. It was a minute work. Yeah. I don't think. That was minute work. Same people who did <laughs> be good. Uh, be good, Johnny. I'm almost a hundred percent. It was man, man, uh, <laughs> dude, it was an Australian band that was big in the '80s. Who the fuck else would it be, Jacob? Who would it be? The beds are burning, motherfuckers, because they were a one-hit wonder. Who would it be now? <laughs> you never, you never <laughs> left any pauses, so I could say now in there. That's no fair. Now, <laughs> okay, little thing. So this, this for some reason, I know that you're not a huge fan. Of the director or these movies, but how does it change a movie like Kill Bill if we swap like all the genders or even like a pulp fiction? Imagine if we swapped all the genders in those movies. What kind of movie does that then here's become? The, here's the thing though with Kill Bill, that's what they were just doing. They were trying to I make know, a basic, but swap, here's the thing right. he still made the entire uh, impetus of her journey a man. It's true. Was Bill, Bill, who, and Which if you swap, if you swapped them, <laughs> if you swap feet. them, it's gross. No, I just hate him with him. Period. Uh, but anyway, if you swapped them, it'll be a man trying to revenge a woman who scorned him, which is just so fucking tropey. Just as tropey as everything you do is based on the actions of a man, which. When you boil down Kill Bill, that's what it is. Uh, something like that. Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction is one of those movies, nothing really would change except the social narrative about the fact that, I, that oh, hey, these are just traditionally male roles, but they're using females. And that would have been a hook. But honestly, with, with, <clears throat> with that movie, the only thing that has anything to do with uh, gender, really, is the ass fuck scene because that was about taking away the, taking away your by raping the man you're taking away any kind of power that he had. But that would Marcel be a woman on. Whole, that, but that would be a female on female scene instead of a male on male. Oh scene. no no I'm talking about I uh, in terms of impact oh, okay. you can hear the quotation marks people because the whole impact of it is this is fucking horrible to say this is so fucking horrible to say but it's a problem with society that this is the truth. It means more in movies when a man is raped. Because as a woman, it's just part of the fucking story. It's disgusting. But about taking such a character as Marcel, Marcellus Wallace. Marcel Wallace or Marcellus? Marcellus. Because he doesn't look like a bitch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, taking away his power, his authority, and his masculinity... Like that, that is the whole crux of it. If you honestly did it to a female, it's, true. it's another just another Hollywood. fucking day in Hollywood. Uh, speaking of Marcellus Wallace, I was pleasantly surprised to see Ving Rhames in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Sorry. Quick, quick, somebody give me something to wrap my neck in. That is some whiplash. Holy shit. But no, uh, actually, I had, to, I had to look it up because I couldn't tell who hardly any of those people were. Those were the original Guardians of the Galaxy in the comic. Oh really? Yeah, that's that's the whole that's the whole thing on them. Yeah, them as in the the the, the Ravagers at the end. They were the original Guardians. Whenever you say the original the comics, Guardians, okay, 
That's I literally I said the comics after I said that the last time, Jacob. But no, I do. I liked Guardians really well because the first one was this giant overblown action movie, and and most sequels suck because they have to one up the the pre- the predecessor. This one took all that and said, "Fuck it, we're having a family story." I was afraid of the baby group play up because I remember they you did a little that, bad, but but it wasn't as bad as it what wasn't I as bad as what I expected either. Like, whenever that whole opening like credits, I'm like, oh, I was a this little bored. So crap. But you can't be too sad because Mr. Blue Sky was playing. You physically cannot be sad when Mr. Blue Sky is playing. Those motherfuckers designed that song like that. They're fucking super villains. All right, even ELO sounds like the supervillain freaking organization. All right, Evil League of dot dot dot. What are they of? Everything. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's what they did, but but still, like when we were watching it, the the uh, the breakout scene, the oh yeah, yeah, with him and uh, with him and oh, with Yondu, I I started laughing my ass off the moment the song started playing. I can't remember the name of the song, but I knew its whole concept because we've heard it plenty of times before. I started laughing because I knew why they picked it. <laughs> because it's a song you whistle along to. And what's Yondu's power? Yeah. I love it. It's so good. I, but no, I think they did a real good job on it. But uh, you know, some people didn't like it. I get it. Because they, you know, they felt like it was too you know, just boring and focused on little pieces. But I kind of like that. Because too many sequels want to outdo the original in mm-hmm. terms of scale. And and like I said, I was laughing my ass off straight out the gate because the evil gold lady, her right-hand man, was Ben fucking Broder. Yeah. And if you out there are clapping along because he was using he was using his peacekeeper voice when he was acting, it was freaking amazing. I loved it to death and I need to find my copies that I have laying around. But oh, I love Farscape so much. But no, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie. And I just kind of wish they would. They may. I know ego is ego. I hate the fact that they make somebody like oh, and then you don't find out he's evil till later. I would have absolutely loved it if he didn't mean to give her cancer. If it was just a byproduct of him being there, so he found out and he had to leave, and he was actually wanting to stay because he was wanting to give up his his uh, his journey his cause even though celestials they can't because their whole existence is one thing all right galactus is consuming ego is well expanding himself it's what celestials do and i never is is ego even a celestial i know he is a planet but oh well, i can't remember but uh your whole world is built around your one adjective and i or verb. Adjective, yeah, I'll use adjective. No, verb. Verb. Yeah. And it would have been awesome if he was going to give it away, give it away, give it away it now. It would still be adjective because verb <laughs> is action. Yeah, to is devour. Action. Oh, okay. To expand. Yeah. It can be, honestly, yeah. it can, it verb can and fit. Adjectives are, I hate, I hate, yeah. I hate grammar the so fucking much. There's a reason why I, I spend my entire life trying to destroy grammar. <laughs> It's what I do. But no, it'd be great if like he was going to stop, but he realized he was hurting the one thing that was going to make him stop. So he left, and slowly he went back to his normal job. That would have been fucking phenomenal if that was the case. 
But, of course, it's just another, like, it hurt me to kill your mother. I figured I'd tell you that right after you said okay. What the fuck? Like, are you that goddamn stupid? I don't know. That was just the, the worst part of it because it was just dumb. Okay. The better Stan Lee appearance, Deadpool or Guardians of the Galaxy None. 2? I'm sorry. I'm sick of Stan Lee's appearances. I'm not. I love the one in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I like the one at the very end where they re- where he... Where they were, I like the fact that they were making fun of the fact that people keep saying that he is a that he is a Watu, and then they showed him with the Watchers, and they didn't want anything to do with him. I'm just kind of done with it. Yeah, just I'm because not. like it's I've I've read too much about about like you know what he's done as a uh, businessman and how fucked he how much he fucked over Kirby. It's like man, you took a god, a literal god of comics, and you just fucked him in Ditko. And everybody else. He just really fucked everybody. So it's just... I kind of don't care about Stan Lee. In the least bit. Because, sure, he helped helped make some of the greatest characters. But he was the writer version of Jim Lee. Just... Huh. (laughs) Anyway. Because, you know, the later parts of uh, X-Men, he would just give Claremont his uh, his storyboard. Or his uh, drawings and say, write for it. Because he was above it. And you're never fucking above Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont. Nobody is above Chris Claremont. That Dude. man is a genius. Like, I swear to God, if he ever started doing something with Ryan Otley, I would jizz myself to death, hey, Jake. Brand new comic book starting up. Who would you rather have, Paul Dini or Chris Claremont as and a writer? There ha- it has to be which house to me because they each are better in their own fields. Claremont is the Marvel. Dini is DC. That's just how it is in my head. Okay. Let's say they were flipping houses. So let's Ooh. say Dini was going to be a Marvel and Claremont and DC. Which one would you rather? I honestly would rather read uh, Dini because I love Claremont and his home. I would I would be jazzed for it, but Dini has more of a, a eclectic uh background because he even did a bunch of tv and a bunch of that even though it was still with warner brothers mm-hmm. and still technically a lot of it dc i mean hell he wrote he wrote a good deal of freakazoid too since i'm on freakazoid kick uh but none i probably would go Danny just I because but nah claremont's Cla- put claremont in his pool it's beauty <clears throat> in his pool is x-men you need to fix x-men shit but it's never going to get fixed because you know why the ceo of marvel is refusing to really do anything good with X Men, you know why? Because they don't the, own they the movie the rights. Films, yeah, they're gonna fucking they they basically shut down Fantastic Four. Well, that's okay because those were shit movies. But so. no, 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 the comics. And regardless, I've never even seen them, and I was never a fan of the Fantastic Four. But so it has I been a, it has it's been a Marvel been a stable, running, but a, it has been a running comic for the entirety of. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think Reed Richards can jump in a hole and fucking die because he's a giant piece of shit. He is the worst fucking thing to happen to Marvel. I don't mean in terms of the and like in terms of the comic industry. I mean in terms of the six one six universe. That motherfucker caused so much pain. He started the Hulk War, World War Hulk, because him and his stupid fucking uh, Illuminati bullshit decided they wanted to throw him out into uh, space. Okay, go ahead. I, I need to remember my thoughts. Civil War. Let's think about Mechano Hulk killing a superhero. 
Oh, in creating the prison, the Prison 42 in the negative zone, you know what that directly led to? The Annihilation War, which destroyed half the fucking universe. But who cares? Reed Richards doesn't have to look at the universe. You know why it blew it up? Because the negative zone, when we build in hours, it takes from there. By building in the negative zone, it is a breach of all laws of matter. And it pissed off all the denizens because it wasn't just, you know, taking from their universe to build here. No, it was building in their universe. It was an act of war. So Annihilus just ran ragged on the universe and fucked everything up. Nearly just, like, completely obliterated Xandar. All right, all the Guardi, all the all the fucking, uh, all the Novas. Puff, the only one alive was Ryder, was Richard Ryder. And, oh, I fucking, dude, you should see. I got a little bit of goosebumps. I love the Annihilation War. It is so goddamn badass. But yeah, him and his dipshittery caused so many fucking problems. Okay. <clears throat> what would you guess as to the chances of, with the with Thor Ragnarok coming out? Ooh, and it's going to be so a, Hulk, Kirby. a Hulk of World War Hulk well, type uh, of thing. Well, here's what I'm saying. Planet Hulk. Or sorry, Planet Hulk. Yes. So since it's, since it's Planet Hulk, Hulk, what's the chances that they're going to use that as either a Hulk springboard or to bring in one of the like a new Marvel franchise in from that? Ooh. Tingles. Uh, here's the thing: Which it's one? not that shocking because they have the next ten years already mapped out. It's true. Which is, I'm sorry, it's I'm getting fatigue. I'm getting so bad fatigue, Jake. It's bad. I'm getting sick of all the superhero bullshit. I love, and I love I'm superheroes. Hopeful, I'm hopeful for Thor Ragnarok. I love the whole retro vibe thing they're going with. I liked, uh, did you notice Jeff Goldblum during the credits of, Gar- of Guardians? Not? Oh, during the, oh yeah, where they started. <laughs> where they were like doing the dance thing. Yeah. I noticed Goldblum, I was like. Jeff Goldblum. I mean, hell, nice. uh, even some of the sets are straight out of uh, out of uh, Kirby's art. Like, seriously, that scene with him and Loki sitting there in the background, that weird fucking thing, that is 100% ripped from one of the Kirby comics. I, I absolutely love the marketing that they're doing on that. I haven't seen any of it because I don't have a TV. No, I <laughs> well, mean, just I the tra- have... like the, with the trailer. I love what they're doing with that trailer and how they're marketing it. Um, so I'm actually kind of hopeful. And I'm sorry, I love Natalie Portman, but there's no Jane Foster, right? No, I don't think she's. God, I hope not because. No, but Kate Blanchett, or not Kate Blanchett. She's but, a villain, um, yeah. Um, Jamie King. No, what's the, her name? She's the one in Underworld. Isn't she oh, the one that plays Beckinsale? The, yeah, Kate Beckinsale. I think she's the one that plays the baddie. No, in I thought that it was movie. no. It's Kate Blanchett. I'm almost certain it's Kate Blanchett. She's like the female Doug Jones. She's all skin and bones and can play fucking anything. It's the reason why they had her play Gabriel in freaking uh, Constantine. Which oh, yeah, was Thor the Ragnarok comes out this Which year. was the only good thing Constantine ever did, Jake. You know why? You're right. It's because I uh, the gu- the too. You need to stop, Bob. The angels were supposed to be very asexual. So they got Kate Blanchett to do it. Because Kate Blanchett's just a stone tab. It's hard to tell anyway, so they made her, you know, very and just slightly more androgynous than she is, because that was the only good thing that fucking movie ever did. But it was completely offset by Shia LaBeouf. Carl Urban's in this one. 
Oh yeah, he plays a uh, uh, scourge. Yeah, he's supposed to be a basically a Punisher, but for the Norse gods. Mark Ruffalo. It shows Ruffalo the as Buffalo, Banner yeah. and Hulk. Oh, well, duh, Hulk. you'd have to have them both. So is he going to play himself? Look who it shows. It does not have a character name. Oh, Sam Neill. It's just me. Does it look like Pat Sajak right there? <laughs> it does look like <laughs> Pat Sajak. <laughs> oh, shit. Thing the first is I've been getting into Azkaban now, and I figured it's been a bit since we did it. Well, of course, it's been a bit since we recorded. But <laughs> well, we only but, missed a week. But I figured we'd do a, uh, can you really call the last one an actual episode? Yeah, that was it. Was really. It was a it was a trash pile. All right. This was already better in the first five minutes, Jacob. <laughs> I figured I'd uh, finalize the Chamber of Secrets because I realized that I had one left in the Chamber of Secrets, What the Fuck Potters. Then we'll go into Azkaban a bit. Then we'll wrap this up. And what we have been sorely missing for about 50 episodes, and yes, Jake just side-eyed it. No, Jake (laughs) just side-eyed it. But no, it's in the same vein. Our card games. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to play a a couple rounds of Super Fight. And what he side-eyed was I already have the white ones set up. I don't know. And there's a reason I have them already piled out. You're going to love it if you get the card. And we're going to do the challenge deck, which is... We choose the person, and it'll be in a challenge. We're just going to be using the white cards in the fight, all right? As in, who would win at fencing, at, you know, fucking a pig or whatever? Right. Actually, probably, there's some I could, there's some blank ones that could add fucking a pig. <laughs> but, so we'll play some of that in a second. But now, Jake, I need you to, I need you to keep an open mind for this What the Fuck Potter, all right? It entails, and he is leaning back, prepping for stupidity, as he should. Now, Jake, I would like to explain the true reason why Ginny Weasley was so terrified of Harry Potter reading the diary, uh, possessing the diary. Not because there was a tiny Nazi living in it. No, 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 no. Bob, keep in mind she was 11 in this book, so... I hope you don't go too far here. Spoilers! Because, uh, Jake, take my hand. All right, we're going to thumb in Louise as we go too far. Oh, no. <laughs> Jenny was terrified that Harry would read the diary, her secret thoughts, and see how many cocks she's had her hands on. Bob, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm a trash person. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, my goodness, dude. Oh, no. Oh, you're going to hell. Oh, all the way to hell. Oh, God. I don't even want to get into Azkaban, Jake. I don't even want it anymore. Get get into Azkaban, (laughs) I need a palate cleanser. Oh, I thought you meant me physically getting no, to Azkaban. No, I'm saying talk about Azkaban. I need a palate cleanser. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm you remember on, uh, what was it that Hardwick used to host on uh, G4? That was kind of like, um, was it Web Soup? Was that the name of it? Oh, uh, yeah, he did Web Soup, yeah. You know how, you know, there'd be like a video of somebody pulling a bot fly from someone's head and he would do the whole palate cleanser and then it would be like puppies gallivanting? I need puppies gallivanting <laughs> right now, Bob. 
Mm, but puppies can't sing. Oh my goodness, Bob. <laughs> oh hell. You were not expecting that, were you? No. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. This one, I just got, I, when I read it, I got angry because after reading the exchange between Ern and Stan, I don't want a single motherfucker to make fun of the way I say words. They use the word collywobble. Collywobble isn't a wizard word. It's actually a British word. I can't remember what it means. I'm not going to search it because I was fucking stupefied that it was an actual word, not some made up magic shit. Then so how did no you know one, it was an actual I word? I googled it. I googled it to make sure my rage was valid. You said collywobble? Yes. Two B, two L's, two B's. One word. I was pissed. I was actively pissed, Jake, because people... Stomach keep... pain or queasiness is what it stands for, or is what it means. Yeah, so stupid. It's such a stupid word. And people give me shit about the way I say things. No, never again. That word exists in print in one of the best, in one of the best books in a world-renowned franchise. All right, fuck y'all. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. Okay, uh, Jake. Here's your palate qu- cleanser. Uh, so Fudge, when he uh, after he gets off the bus, Fudge takes him into the office. Which it's very apropos that you mention Fudge because it, on July first of nineteen ninety six is whenever Scrim Jower takes over for Fudge. And today's July first. So 21 years ago, he took over for Fudge. Just so you know. Can we go back to little girls with cocks on their hands? Um, Their hands on cocks, not cocks on their hands. What hath I transfigured? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... Fudge did not know Harry knew who he was because he didn't know he was under the blanket whenever in his weird little blanket fort whenever uh, Fudge showed up and, you know, tossed Hagrid and Azkaban. Right. So I want you to think of this from Fudge's perspective. This is just an old dude grabbing a kid by the arm and shuffling him off to his private parlor. And he thought nobody would have a problem with that. That this kid would be perfectly cool with some creepy old dude grabbing him by the arm and forcibly taking him into his private parlor. Sounds about right. That's how you get on fucking Unsolved Mysteries. And just the phrase banging on the counter. <laughs> when they take fucking uh, <laughs> scabbers to the place to get looked at. Banging on the counter. It's like, um, uh, okay, uh, Leviosa. Zip. Or not Leviosa, but uh, Aloha Mora. Zip. <laughs> well, I guess you could do Leviosa to control things, lift and... That's pretty funny. Oh, there's also something I don't get. Uh, when when Arthur was talking to Molly, he said the guards told Fudge when he arrived about some shit. How? How did the guards tell Fudge anything? The guards are Dementors. How did the guards tell Fudge a single goddamn thing? They are Dementors. Hmm. Side problem, how do people eat? Is there a Dementor in the kitchen baking up sweets? Hmm. How does Azkaban work functionally? 
Because magic doesn't work very well because when they're eating up everything, it makes magic harder to do. There's something going on in Azkaban because Fudge talked to the guards. <laughs> Can Fudge speak Dementor? <clears throat> Not that I know of. I'm trying to trying to think of something that might make that make sense. Yeah, that was June 2nd. Really do those this many years ago, this happened things too many times, Jake. Like, oh, 18 years ago, this, but it was eight, it was 18 years ago. Like it, like, why are you not making it a big special on even round numbers? Right. Here's another um, thing. Oh. oh, no, go. No, that's. You don't have a counter. I, I don't, but I wonder. You're trying no, to. No, because it's Azkaban. She would have had to have the idea of Dementors fleshed out. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to say this, Jake. Are you sure? Well, they occurred in this book, so I'm sure they... No, Jake. Are you sure she had them fleshed out? I love her writing, but... She, I, I think this is one of the things that she had very fleshed out, well, Dementors, because then... they represent... She's even mentioned how they they on purpose represent depression. They are the, the physical manifestation of depression. Then how did the guards explain to... Right, that's why I'm trying to figure out what... Right? That would have to be what it is. is Either either it's a loop... A hole. A plot hole. I'm sorry, yes. It's either a plot hole or Fudge can speak the mentor. (laughs) Or they managed to write little missives for him. Oh my god, that'd be adorable. <laughs> my dearest Fudge. Got some got some freaking uh, Ken Burns shit going off in the background. <laughs> it has been air too long since you have visited us, and I fear these long nights are gonna end me. But if it makes you feel better, I would that's one of the few ones I may give you as a plot hole. What about how they eat? There has to be Dementors cooking food. Or at least giving them food. Ow. Oh, you mean for the... How do people eat? If you spend your life in Azkaban, you need food. Unless there's witches and wizards who work... Or house elves. Okay, I'll actually leave you that. Maybe house elves. Okay, so if it's house elves... They would not have guards as house elves. No, but the the house elves may know if the Dementors are restless. The guards told Fudge when he visited. Direct quote. From one fictional person to another fictional person. It's true. Goblins could have been... Black and white, clear as day. Goblins could be the... No. Goblins are too uh, stuck up their own shit. They would never agree to that. It's true. I got you, bitch. I got you. I got you. Yeah, at least you found a And I just have a couple more. Okay. Like, one of which is... I just keep noticing just how... And this I, I noticed because I've had to deal with this stupid shit like all my high school and schooling life. How sad is Draco Malfoy as a person? Because they actively said Harry was in the final compartment in in the on the express, okay? The very last compartment. And Draco went and found him just to mock him. In the very last compartment. This is the first time he's seen whatever can be considered friends for a few months. And his one thought is, I better go give Harry Potter some shit. 
That is a mad boner you got for someone. And all I could think of is, I really hate him as a human being because I've had to deal with these people. I once had someone new threaten to kick my ass because when walking in the hall, they tried doing that bullshit thing where they rub it, ran into your elbow, your shoulder, and I sidestepped it. He stumbled and wanted to beat me up because he tripped because I he missed me. I've had to deal with this shit so much, Jake. It is fucking sad. Oh, that's so... And I just think it's funny if, like, once he realized, oh, there's a teacher, I gotta run. He then had to walk all the way back. And you assume he'd probably be in the first compartment because he's a rich little fuckstick. And that shit's just... And the last one's just a little nitpick. Just a tiny nitpicky. It's barely a what-the-fuck potter. But... Trelawney predicted the death of a student every year and never got one right. In Hogwarts, Jake. <laughs> Just last year. She had a good chance. She has never once predicted the death of a person in Hogwarts. In fucking Hogwarts. All right. Where they have less care for their students than an inner city school. In nothing. Not once. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's a good one. <laughs> that is so fucking sad. That's really funny. <laughs> All right, Jake. To round out today's rather not bad episode. You liked it. It was a good job. You took the reins and it was pretty fucking chill. <clears throat> we are going to play a couple rounds. What were you going to say? A super fight. All right. I can't believe you've you already stacked the deck. No, it? I didn't stack it. There, you'll see the reason why. Nope, you will see the reason why when you look at your cards. I made sure the reason why the first one, I didn't stack the deck, but there was a card that I created. <laughs> Did you mean to give me this one? No. Okay. But I, I made I put out nine cards and then I put in a card that I wrote in myself, dear viewers. And if you are a dedicated listener, you may already know what that is. Cause spoiler, it has something to do with what we were know, just talking pull. about. It's a deep pull though. Somebody'd have to be a like really Okay. So, like I said, we're gonna be using in this uh super fight episode, uh, little back and forth, we're gonna be using one of the supplementary decks. We're going to be using the yellow challenge deck, which is, like I said, uh, let's see. We'll grab one at the bottom. Hottest pop star was one of the one at the bottom. So which in your, I haven't even got a chance to read my cards yet. Hold on. Okay. So the challenge, Jacob, rhythmic gymnastics. All right. And I think if we'll do a few rounds or if we get stumped, we'll have to make the dear viewers choose. Hopefully. <laughs> so, who would win in rhythmic gymnastics? Jake, give us your pick. Mr. Forrest Gump. Versus the Pope. <laughs> Please, remember, Elvis actually stayed at his mom's bed and breakfast and taught him how to dance. But also, no, was, he taught Elvis how was to moving. But also, he taught Elvis how to dance when his legs were all jiggied up. All right? Boris Gump. That isn't an epitaph, but it sounds like it should be an epitaph, so I'm going to apologize. <clears throat> Whereas the Pope 
When he dances, he dances with God on his side. You really think Elvis can beat God? Yeah. He has <laughs> He has the flyest dress and the coolest hat. You know, whenever you're talking about this, the Pope I think of is the scene in Eurotrip. That's all I'm thinking of right now. You're talking about the Pope doing all this dancing, and I'm thinking of Yeah, and that's Eurotrip. because you're broken. <clears throat> if I say a word and all you think of is a movie like Eurotrip... Hey, that movie's funny It might have been good, but guess what? You have an entire world of pop culture to deal with the Pope, and that's your pull. Mm-hmm. There is something broken with you, child. And you know what you need? You need Jesus. You know the best person to get you Jesus? La Plow, the Pope. Okay, so give me a good pop Rhythmic culture. Gymnastic. A good Pope pop culture <laughs> reference, then. Is that because you can't answer it? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, My cousin Vinny? Yeah, Pope Franny. The, the current Pope himself is a good enough one. If you want something else, you can easily do a quick pool of, uh, the well, there's a family guy. I'm at a freaking Pope one, which sucked ass. There's also Battle Pope. Yeah, I'm going to do a deep pool. Fucking Battle Pope, bitch. Okay. So, but this is rhythmic gymnastics. Oh, that might fuck you over if it's rhythmic gymnastics because. Remember, he was able to dance with his funky legs. Yeah, but would he be able to do floor exercises with his funky legs? He would. Whereas we have the Pope. You have any idea this motherfucker could pull out of a standing triple Lutz backflip with and the then power of God? immediately break a hip. Okay, so and then God one? would fix it! <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> no, remember... Pope Franny is a good Pope. Pope Franny would be like, nah, I'm good, God. Don't God worry God damn, about you're it. actually right about that because I chose Franny. Yep. Fuck! That's the Pope you pulled, so you know what? All right, Jake. I give I give on that one. I chose I chose Franny. I chose Fran. Yep. Fuck Fran, you he fuck would. me. He'd be like, you know what? You know what, Mr. Gump? You're a pretty awesome God dude. God damn, you're right because he would have given it. Oh, fuck, why did I go with Francis? I should have <laughs> went with Battle Pope. He would have shot him. He would have shot the bitch. Uh, I'll let you pick this one. Or read it. Read it, it whatever. Okay. It does say I have to do an attribute card also. An attribute? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Read it off. The best date for, okay. The best date for, okay. You ready? Yeah. Crazy cat lady is made of guacamole. A guacamole cat lady. <clears throat> um, no, he's made of guacamole. If she wasn't made of guacamole, that would have been a good one. Well, look at what's Tony Chiba. Um, you know what? There you go. I think I have mine. <clears throat> Alright, so I'll go first since you went first last time. My choice of the best date for a crazy cat lady made out of guacamole is Sir Bruce Lee Roy. Well, Bruce Lee. My best date for a crazy cat lady that is made of guacamole is a samurai. Because my samurai will cut through all the bullshit. You don't need to cut through anything. It's guacamole. Exactly. He just cuts already, right to the chase. No, cutting does nothing to guacamole. It's already a dip. Cutting <laughs> does nothing. Yes, I know you're making a joke because it's on a date and you want to cut through the mustard, cut to the chase. But here's the thing. You try to cut through a crazy cat lady made out of guacamole, all you're going to get is an icky sword. 
Whereas Bruce Lee is a man of refined taste. He knows the good in life, and he knows a healthy superfood when he sees it. He will eat that cat lady out. Or more like... Do you remember who plays Bruce Lee's wife in the Bruce Lee movie? No. Leah Thompson. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy cat lady metaphor. But, okay, but nah. He would under he would eat that out. Whereas my the samurai, samurai would just lose patience. Cho- exactly. And would like spread her over a a thin like wafer that's covered in chocolate and Ew Guacamole Dude. and chocolate. Are you high? I don't know. Unless That's the it's Japanese. Have you not seen the shit that they buy out of their okay, vending machine? Okay, so okay, so the Japanese well known for eating guacamole. <laughs> Yeah, because Bruce <laughs> Lee, Bruce Lee, and his Chinese American no, no, you is actively, well aware you of guacamole. Said, well, he said Chinese American. He also lived in Bruce, L.A. He did. That's why I said he was Chinese American. No, no, no. I'm saying you really don't think guacamole was fucking everywhere in L.A. in the 70s. <laughs> Which think, one was more rampant in L.A. in the 70s? Samurais or Bruce no, Lee? <laughs> no, guacamole or AIDS. <laughs> or guacamole or cocaine trick question all of the above <laughs> together a soup of aids and moly cane <laughs> i'm sorry jake i think i got that one ha ha oh wait we'll keep score so we'll do a couple more boxing punches only i think you know what? I could go for one that'd be perfect. That would there'd be no way you could win, but I'm going with this one instead because it's funny. I could have done. I'm gonna. I'm gonna remove this card. I could have done Tony Chiba, the Street Fighter, who once punched a man in the dick and ripped it off. He'd win in a street fight, but I like my choice oh, I better. Remember the name of the character. <clears throat> oh no! Okay. You know what? I'm willing just to pick a comic character now. I want actual. Okay, so, Jake, you first. Boxy matches. Punches only. All right, Bob. Who would Ready? win? Yeah. Give Mine is pick a movie character. Oh, you bitch. I threw mine away. Oh, did you? Yeah, the, oh, the well, pick here. a thing. No, no, you need an actual person. Yeah. We're, not, we're not allowing those just because it's, it's not as fun. Okay, give me a moment. Okay, I'll give you a moment. How many am I supposed to have? Five or yeah, six? Yeah, I have a five. But if you have six, fuck it. Just don't draw next time. Oh, I seriously could have won with Tony Chiba. Street Fighter's too easy a pick, but it's Let's not fun. See, Tony Chiba would not have beat Mickey the... Uh, no, Jake. He grabbed the dude's dick and ripped it the fuck off. Still, Mickey. He the grabbed one the punch. dude's... Mickey is the one... Did he grab a dick do and rip it off? Do you want to do this right no, now? No, no. Did he grab a dick and rip it off? He didn't have to. He threw one punch and a motherfucker would be knocked out. He didn't have to grab anybody's dick. He was a real man. He just threw one single Are punch say- and would knock oh, him out. Oh, you say Tony Chiba. Oh, bitch. You- no, we're not having this discussion. Saying Tony Chiba ain't a real man. What the fuck? All right. Who's your dude? Decide. Decide. All right. Who you got? Who would win in a in a boxing Punches only. Wolverine. Versus Barney the Dinosaur. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that's nothing. But goddamn, that's a fun answer. Can you, can you imagine Mickey boxing uh, Barney? Well, here's the thing, though. Funny. He's a man in a suit, so the punches would be hardly anything. And boxing, so his fists would already be covered up. So he wouldn't get hit hardly as bad. Whereas Wolverine could still unsheathe his claws. <laughs> yeah, the gloves would still be on. You get that yep. one, bitch. We'll do, do one more go. <laughs> All right, this is tie break. Uh, no, see. no, you so win. We're You're on, already winning. We're on this three. is a tie giver. So let's do best of five. Alrighty. <clears throat> Football. Team sport. Fighters are multiplied by 11. So it's a football game. Whoever you pick, there's 11 of them. I just went with a mean option. All right. I'll pull mine out first. Zip. Alien. The Xenomorph. There's 11 of them, and they all spit acid. Oh, shit. What you got? <laughs> if you can fucking flip it. Voldy Fiesty. <laughs> 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 I do. I do. <laughs> and yes, that was the one I made, dear viewers. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so how much of Voldemort would be retained in Voldy Firestein? Because he could just, like, Avada Kedavra all over Kedavra! <laughs> okay. Let's say if there's 11... Let's do it this way, okay? Okay, 11... Not even the sports part, okay? There's 11 aliens and 11 Voldy Firesteins, okay? Within five minutes, all right, what is going... Which group will have the most numbers left over? Because they would just start fighting. An alien, a xenomorph, would just start... Oh, my God. ...killing everything. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think you would win. Not here's why. His go-to curse causes no damage. It is just death. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of Xenomorphs is when you kill them with any kind of uh, anything but blunt force, their blood itself is also acidic. Mm-hmm. So that's the killer. Fuck. But they but would the, get a couple with that. But they, but they wouldn't bleed, though, with the Avada right? No, That's, a, that's why wouldn't. I'm saying you would win because they would just end. But I would say that at least oh, the, three to at five least three, Voldies Because they're die. still half Harvey Firestein. <laughs> like, Where'd you get that haircut? <laughs> oh my god, your head is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you got a second head. <laughs> well, I was going to the fact that it looked like a dick. <laughs> Can I touch it? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Voldy I'm sorry. Steam. You would win. Voldy FT would just dubs. eat. So one more round, I take it, because you said go to five? Yeah, you have three now? Technically, I have three, so technically now you have I three. already win. Oh, yeah. Because with that one, that makes it three. We yeah. can just do one more for shit. Yeah, and let's do for shits. Oh, no, Jake, Jake. We're going to top deck it. All right? So we're going to top deck this one in That's a cheerleading weird. competition. I have a soccer mom. What do you got? This is so not fair. Wait, wait, wait. We'll talk. We'll also add a, a modifier. Bob, this is so. What'd you get? Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Elder God in the house. Okay, Our my soccer one. mom cannot turn left. <laughs> my Cthulhu somehow is wearing skis. Oh my god! <laughs> 
in cheerleading competitions, all right, and yes, I'm actually going to debate this. In cheerleading competitions, you part of it is getting the 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 uh, the the rabble rousing, getting the rabble to rouse. So a soccer mom would passive aggressively make everybody do their shit, all right, and they would get them to work. But Cthulhu, it jumps up, it's like. And it tries to say, all right, everybody, give me an A. And what are you hearing? No, and everybody kills themselves because they go crazy because they laid eyes on fucking Cthulhu. And it's wearing skis. <laughs> so he's fumbling around. Like, locked up. He, he does a gainer, falls face force back into Ryla, for God's sake. <laughs> it's pretty funny to think about. Oh, it's fucking great, y'all. All I right. saw a trailer for that movie, Sound of the Deep. Have you seen that trailer? It looks like it's a very Cthulhu kind of thing going on. Because isn't he's awakened by uh, expedition to, like, Antarctica or no, something? No, 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 no. That's Mountains of Madness. It's actually around uh, uh, between Indonesia and uh, Australia, where where Call of Cthulhu takes place, where the where they find him. Yeah, where I they... need to still read all those. Oh, it's so good. I need to get an actual copy, not some dude's fucking shitty version with all kinds of misspellings. But oh, I thought you had the Kindle version. Yeah, I just found a Kindle version because wow. it's public domain. All right, that is gonna do it for today's episode of A Brother Squirrel. Yeah. No They're shit. all free. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of Brothers of a Brother Squirrel. And God, we're going to be doing that a lot more. That was fucking fun. That was pretty fun. All right, that uh, was good stuff, Bob. And thank you, Jake, for taking over and actually doing a shitload of good in that episode. That's what I do sometimes. Occasionally. That's what I said sometimes. It has been known to occur. Um, all right, that's so true. you guys know how you can find us. I. Uh, brotherscoralgmail.com at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, capital Q. If you think one of our answers in today's uh, super fight were wrong, and you think another person would have won, and I swear to God, if you think Cthulhu would make a good cheerleader, you can shut the fuck up. But hey, let us know anyway, and then I'll tell you to shut the fuck up. But, you know, discourse is nice, I guess. <laughs> You're wrong, but it's nice. So... <laughs> So you know how to find us, uh, iTunes, all the other places. If you want, hey, rate, review, that's cool. I, at the very least, if you know somebody who dig this kind of stupid, shoot it out to them. Let them, let them get a taste. And so until next taste time. Taste of the moisture that is the brothers. The moist brothers that are coming to you over your ear holes. Ew. Uh, well, actually, it'd be inside their ear holes, wouldn't it? <laughs> We're coming all inside of your ears. All up in your ears. Trip, trip. Alright, so until next time, we here at Brothers Quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Not with that attitude, they don't.